Alerte délusionnelle Ding 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 Alerte délusionnelle What up, everybody? Good morning. Welcome to the Two Dumb Yinzers. This is episode 228. How are you doing this morning, Michael? Oh, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Fantastic, man. Here. It's Monday. It's Martin Luther King Day. A lot of people were home. People were listening. Uh, got a little bit of time on their hands. So we'd like to welcome everybody this morning to the Two Dumb Yinzers. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. Mike, the uh, before we get started into obviously a lot of big football, football, football this weekend, I want to just Ooh, I just want to yeah. touch base. I want to touch base with you because since mm -hmm. the last time we spoke, the Penguins played two games. <laughs> I was calling for them to get back on track. You was t telling me otherwise. Uh huh. And um, they lose. They lose to the Jets four games to one. And then yes. again on Saturday night to the Hurricanes. Friday and Saturday night back to back nights to the Hurricanes two games to or two to one. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. So that is another two in a row loss. Mike, I'm starting to uh, believe you. I, I just, you know, it wasn't that I didn't believe you. I just kind of had a, a hunch that maybe yeah. things would be okay. But um, I tell you what, after just, just watching these games, and I, I, I don't know, I'm starting to think you're right. I, I think I am right. Uh, th this team is, they're, they're, they're stale. They they need a shakeup. It's like been the same roster that they had last year and the year before. Things have to change. You know, there's there's been no playoff success in years. This is this is bad. They're they're stale team. They're they're like I was just reading. It looks like they have like eighteen hundred eighteen thousand dollars in cap space. Mm -hmm. So to get anyone to shake up the lineup, you have to shed salary cap. So you yeah. have to you know players that you thought were going to be good. Like Dumoulin, he has a big cap hit. He's been playing terrible. Who's going to want to take him on with that cap hit? You know, it's just who are they going to find to trade? You know, because you know. Obviously, Crosby, Malkin, Latang are untouchable. Uh, you're not trading them, so who who are you going to trade? You're going to trade Jason Zucker outside of the top three. He's playing the best. You're going to trade Gensel. Why trade one of the best young goal scorers in the game? That's now you're going down. Like okay, we're going to trade Rust. We're going to try and trade Dumo. Or you're going to try and trade one of the defensemen that has a, that's playing well, but also has a big contract. You, it, this team is a mess right now. I'm like, you pay a lot more attention to hockey than I do. What, whatever happened, whatever came to the guy, he was on, I think he was on Crosby's line on those good teams, uh, the back-to-back -back season. Uh, Connor Sheary. Was that oh, he, he, yeah, he's been out of this team for a yeah, long time. Yeah, I was going to say, whatever happened he's a, He went up to Buffalo, and he, he proved that, you know, he's a product of Crosby. Yeah, really? Yeah. So I, it's like, I, I don't want to bring people back that have been on this team before. They need fresh talent, new talent. People that are, they need this team needs to get younger, and if they want to play the way Sullivan wants them to play, you know that fast paced style. They they need to get younger. This is why people didn't want really um, Malcolm brought back because all that cap space could have been used on other players. Yeah, it, it, this we're, we're seeing it, man. This team is you know these big contracts to players that really I don't know Brian Rust. Yeah, you, you go out and find a, they they needed to replace him, use his cap space to get other players. Same thing with like. Try and trade Dumoulin. I hate to say, try to trade. Um, oh god, I forget his name. One defenseman. Oh god, he's really good. Shit. I don't know. But they got to trade players. They this team. They are in danger of not playing, making the playoffs. I. They're you know, gonna go out. They're gonna the go out and get time. veterans. They're 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 gonna trade contract for contract here. That's what's gonna happen. So they're not gonna get younger. They're gonna get the same age coming back. Is I what remember I the fear. first time you told me that this team might not make the playoffs. I'm like, ah, oh, you're crazy. They always make the playoffs. I mean, I mean, things are going to be okay eventually. But, you know, the more I'm paying attention to a hockey season, you know, it's it's becoming a little bit more um, – hey, good morning, P. It's becoming more I, – I think this is becoming reality, Mike. I think that maybe this Pittsburgh Penguin team might be, what, the first Penguin team in a long time not to, um, mm -hmm. not to land in the playoffs. Yeah, and it's going to be um... – it's going to be a sight to see, like, what happens if they don't make the playoffs. That's yeah. What, 
Like, because what are you going to do? You're not going to trade the big three. You're not going to blow them up. You're probably going to cut the head off and and get rid of the coach. Yeah, and the coach, uh, the GM, like Hextall really hasn't done anything to bolster this lineup since he's he's come here. This team is just, it's very disappointing. Not what I thought they would be this year. You know, they they started out on fire, but now look at them now, man. They have 48 points. Let's see. In the Metro, we got Carolina, New Jersey, the Rangers, Washington, the Islanders, and then finally Pittsburgh. We're barely above the Flyers, and the Flyers are sitting there at 18, 18, and 7 with 43 points. Like, the Penguins are uh, – this is not looking good for this team, man. I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to say they do make the playoffs. I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I mean at this mm-hmm. point, it would it – would, point to otherwise however i'm going to say they make the playoffs i'm just going to leave it at that mm-hmm. um i'm still in football season so i won't be into hockey season for another month now entirely so um i'm going to call it now i'm going to say they will make the playoffs just because they always do yeah that's good like, the, the defenseman i was thinking about was uh marcus peterson he, he's 26 years old he's, he's caught decent cap hit, but he's playing pretty well and that's like the one player that you can probably trade to get someone back but i don't know they, they're defense core Dumoulin, 31 years old. Taylor Funden, 34. POJ, he's 23. Latang, 35. Peterson, like I said, 26. Chad Riedel, 32. Jan Ruda, 32. This this is a very old defense core. Like the whole team is old and they want to play that fast style. They can't do it. They can't play the way they want to play. This is just, I don't know. I don't understand the roster construction here. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure it out. I, I, it old really doesn't win you championships anymore. It's younger. It's teams that have a decent amount of older vets, mid vets, and young players. That that's, that's what we saw when they won back to back. They had some older guys. We just don't have that mix. Yeah, they the Penguin. You know, Crosby, the, Malcolm Latang were still in their prime, and they brought on all those young guys like Sherry Rust for the young guys. Now Rust is the old guy. The uh, you know, um, God Gensel's getting up there. As one of the older, wiser veterans, so this this team it needs that wild. talent to come in. But hey, that's what happens when you keep trying to go in for a championship after championship. I don't blame them for giving up first round picks to chase the championship. You're trying every year, you're, but now you know the success isn't there. They need to figure something out. Absolutely, man. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, like I had said the other day, we're only at the halfway point. But if you look at it <laughs> in the big picture. <laughs> This is what needs to happen to the Penguins, P. I think they need to do that. Go out on that. But if you look at it in the big picture, you know it's 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 you know is this cup halfway full or halfway empty? And you know at this point, I think it's half empty. It it seems like it's halfway empty. This is like what we saw with the Kings in in Chicago, man. Like they uh, both those franchises, you know, held on to the core too long. And this is what happens. It's nice for you know the feeling of yay, they're going to start the career and end here. That that should only happen for like that should only happen for Crosby. Like the other two. I would have been sad to see them go, but that's what's the reality of the situation. You have to let these players go. Or, you know, one of these guys like Latang or, or Malkin, they go somewhere else. <laughs> they they plug in a spot that another team that might just need that guy, that yeah. might just need that older veteran and mm-hmm. be able to plug one of these guys in and have some success. But with the with the formula that we're working with, it, it's eventually going to run out of run out of speed because yeah. we have we're getting very top heavy. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's a mess. It's, I hate to see it, but you know, this team's going to have to go through it. This is what the players wanted. This is what they're getting. This is what a lot of fans wanted too. So this is what you reap, what you sow, man. I like, I I don't want to see this team struggle, but it's going to happen. And they might, they, they have a a chance to get back on track tonight. They play the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, tonight in Pittsburgh, seven o'clock. Check that out. Hopefully, the Penguins can get back on track. Mike, the Ducks. Do they have anything going on? Oh, that's, I was just clicking over to them. I really haven't been paying attention. There's Anaheim sitting. Ooh, Anaheim's twelve twenty-seven and four. All right, so <laughs> that's, that's, just what, that's just what the doctor ordered. We need this. We need. Anaheim. We need. But the, I know this is the team we need. They, we should come out and smoke this team. They, yeah. I think we'll win this game five to two. Just my off the top of my head mm. guess. Hmm. Wow, I, I like it. Uh, I'll, I'll take it. This is the kind of game they need. But I don't know. This team is just frustrating to watch. I put P's last um, number one on the... Um, okay, so Chris Chelios was approximately 63 <laughs> years old by the time he retired, and I don't disagree with you by a, by a day. I think that uh, 
he was a lot of fun back in the Stanley Cup in the early mm-hmm. 90s when the Pittsburgh Penguins knocked out the um, Chicago Blackhawks. I believe mm-hmm. in a, a sweep, if I'm remembering right. We did. There was a four-game sweep. And we dominated. And um, you know what? Chris Chelios was still around a good 20 years later. I'm pretty sure of it. I was watching hockey one day, and I seen him skate by, and I thought, you got to be kidding me. This guy's still in there. But uh, he uh-huh. did right. 100% P. Uh, Mike, let's – like I said, they do play Anaheim tonight. Try to get back mm-hmm. on track. Let's uh, check that out. Seven o'clock tonight, guys. Uh, also, Mike, one more thing before we get into football. Um, Pitt, Pitt gets back on track. Also, the Pitt basketball team, they took on Georgia Tech on Saturday afternoon, and Pitt was able to uh, run through that game 71 to 60. So, you know what? You got to just keep stacking. You, you lose a game here, you lose a game there. Mm-hmm. You know what it happens. You're not going to always win. So, you got to stack the ones that you should win. They did beat Georgia Tech, and uh, they are. Uh, they're getting ready to play Louisville here in a couple of days. So, like I said, got to win the ones that you got. Got to win the ones that you're supposed to win, and, and that's yep. what they did. And you know, maybe try to win a couple of the ones that you shouldn't win. And you know, we're 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 getting there. So it's gonna be a lot, it's gonna be a lot of fun this season. I do think once the tournament comes around, there's gonna be a lot of fun stuff going on. So I can't I can't wait. I, that's my time of year for for college basketball is the tourney season. Um, before we get into football, 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 let me talk about P uh, real quick. <laughs> my put number, stop hitting the old man. My put number three up real quick. I do want to uh, talk about P's uh, weekend with his god nephew. Real yeah, quick. yeah, that, that, that sounds of, like a good time. One of my personal favorites, uh, P here, he writes in often. He says he hung out with his god nephew a few days ago, lost his ID on base, and I woke up in a massage parlor. We had fun, though. That sounds like the uh, the explanation, the definition of fun. <laughs> I wish that I would have been there, P. Um, now, now, is this something that like goes on? You know, like, is it, a, is it a military thing over there, or does the Japanese just generally really enjoy doing this? I I, I like to get a little bit better of a feel for for what this is like in uh, people that get to get massages on a regular basis and do fun things like that, uh, things that we don't get to enjoy here in the states. So, if you want to let let us know on that, P, how does how does that how does that play out? How does that play out? I mean, is it is it um, generally normal in the Japanese culture? It seems like with the parlors and everything that it would be. I, I would like to go to a massage parlor. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I want to go. I'll fly out there. Mike, let me ask you. Mm-hmm. I have an opinion about the games over the weekend. Obviously, there's five games so far. They're going to play number number six to this evening on Monday Night Football. Yes, yes. Cowboys at the eight and nine um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My question to you is this. Are the NFL games getting too good in a sense that what you're a sports guy? Yeah. And you've watched sports your whole life. Yeah. And, you know, with the exception of the 49ers game, every game comes down to one drive. Every game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the... Uh, uh, the, the Jaguars win by one. We'll talk about that game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a lot more to it. Buffalo beats Miami by three. Minnesota loses to the Giants by seven. And the Bengals beat the Ravens by seven. Now, Mike, I, I, these games are a little bit too good for me. I, I just, like I said, the, the law of average would say that every game shouldn't be a, a nail biter down to the buzzer. Don't that seem like it's more? And, and I'm not saying anything. Don't get me wrong. I'm just throwing it out there. But don't that seem like it's more of a a, a a written a fairy tale kind of situation rather than a bunch of guys going out and hitting each other all day and just so happen to end out by that last drive every game? Well, kind of distracted by Pete's comment. We'll get to that here in a second. But no, like the NFL, man, like a lot of people are saying the NFL is rigged. You know, they, they want these tight games. Yes. And and they I've want been hearing this for the past couple of years. Have... And you know what I thought was crazy at first? I thought not the NFL. But you know what? These, there's more money involved in the NFL than mostly anything else. So why but, wouldn't there be something? But you know, this, this is off? the playoffs. You know, you get tighter. the The margin of error is so much smaller. So you're playing things closer to the vest. Every, well, let me ask you every, this. Yes. Before you continue that sentence, let's remember that tonight, though, because Tampa Bay is eight and nine, mm-hmm. and we played this team, and we got a good look yeah. at them, and they're not really that good of a team. So let's just say they improved a bit since then. The the, the Cowboys, I think they put up fifty three points or something against somebody earlier this year. Mm-hmm. In theory, even if you tighten up, one team should be so much better than the other that it shouldn't come down to the last drive. So what I'm saying is if, if this game tonight f- finishes on a, a last drive, a, a, 
it, you know, again, I'm not saying anything, but it kind of makes you wonder. It, 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 it doesn't for me because like, I'm looking at like the Cowboys, man, they, they have faltered down the stretch. They haven't been playing well. So that's going to give Tampa Bay a chance. And you still, you have the greatest quarterback of all time. Someone who's been there, done that won seven Super Bowls. This guy knows how to win. This team, not too long ago, won a Super Bowl. So the Bucs know what it takes to win. Dallas doesn't know what it takes to win. They haven't won anything. They haven't won anything since I mean, the 90s. Wise, but yes. the franchise, yeah, yeah, but these players haven't won. That franchise has history and playoff history, but these players have never been there. They don't know how to do that. The Bucs have. They have a lot of what knowledge of like how to win in the playoffs how to win in the super bowl they don't so you know it wouldn't surprise me if, if the cowboys come out flat and the bucks come out hungry and ready to win you know bucks, the tampa bay already at? beat them tampa bay already beat them this year you know what else the bucks are good at the quarterback he's really good at beating us and he came out there this year and he stunk and he came out in many other games and he stunk so at what point does it does it translate over to the team knowing how to win a super bowl from a couple years back to this guy that, that generally handles the Steelers and handles these other teams and just you know and he wasn't that guy he wasn't that guy all you know, season. he's like 90 years old so exactly so that's what I'm account, saying but he still has it in there eight when nine needed. I mean in theory should this team shouldn't even be in the playoffs in my opinion in, in theory just looking at their records yeah they shouldn't be there should be a blow but you have to take everything in the context like I was saying Dallas has been playing terrible down the stretch that defense is not what it was Tampa Bay started to play a little bit better here and there. So that all takes into effect. You can't just look at the records and go, oh, yep, they should beat them. Let's look at points and averages. You gotta take Let me jump to another game. Diving. Cincinnati, a team that beats uh, the Kansas City Chiefs mm -hmm. now regularly uh, against a team that, um, that, that could barely put up 14 points all season, especially since their starting quarterback goes out, mm -hmm. um, comes down to <laughs> a fumble picked up and ran 98 yards back for a touchdown again yes they're division teams again that's what we're yeah. gonna, i mean that, that's my argument i always say that my argument man it's division opponents man they're they're gonna they're gonna find a way to beat the hell out of each other this was a typical afc north game again let me go to another game forth. the dolphins that, that barely barely mm -hmm. can get by the jets in a, in a nine to six game i guess we could call it 11 to six playing against the team that's supposed to be the favorite in the NFL. I mean, usually those games, Mike, when I was growing up, they didn't all come down to the last um, the, the last drive, the last play. You know, there would be a little bit of separation, maybe a two-touchdown win, something like that. You don't see that much, mm -hmm. especially, like I said, in this this round. The only game that you would really say that would fall into that category would be the first one of the weekend, the uh, game on Saturday between the 49ers and the Seahawks where San Francisco wins 41-23. So I guess that debunks my argument. But if you look at the other teams, it, it all falls in that category. And I'm kind of curious. I'm going to watch this game tonight just to kind of get a feel for that but, and watch it from that point of view. Go ahead. But both of these games against the the this is the third time but um the Dolphins and um Buffalo met each other. This game, you know, 34, 34, 31. Um 21 19. But have they faced the third string quarterback? 32 29. Have they faced a waddle that drops his first five passes? I mean, this team is bad, Mike. Miami is a bad team. And, it, and it's even, like I said, it's it's obvious during this game where it was a close but game. They, but Buffalo has a lot of injuries on that defense. That defense isn't what it was at the peak so, of the year. So, so it's like. So technically, they should go and really struggle against the Bengals and possibly lose this game no, because they're, no, they're facing like, injuries. No. They could barely beat the Dolphins. No, no. That's not what I'm saying. It's like, you, like, yeah, th this is the third time. Time they played each other so they these teams know each other's strengths and weaknesses they're gonna be it's a chess match out there and but doesn't I, talent count for anything it does count like miami has a lot of talent on that roster they have a third string quarterback going against possibly yeah. the best quarterback in the league is what i'm saying i mean you some can argue that the yeah. is the best quarterback yeah, maybe league yeah but that the, defense is yeah but he there but he's playing against that buffalo defense that has lost a lot of key players throughout the year that's not what they were at the beginning of the year and skylar thompson this is not like the first game he's played he's played a decent amount this year so he has nfl game experience he's getting comfortable in the system He's playing I, um, well within that system. They like have said, good players I'm not around. going to demonize anybody, but I am going to say that I'm starting to get a little suspicious. That's all. And I'm going to leave it right there. I'm going to continue to watch these playoffs. I'm going to continue to watch. I'm going to watch tonight, the next week, the next week, the next week, the following week in the Super Bowl, whatever. And I am just going to continue to monitor, <clears throat> excuse me, the situation. I think a lot of people are too. A lot of people are starting to, to feel like it's almost turning into a sports enter entertainment because they're all very exciting at the end. They're all down to the last play. They're all down to the last drive. They're all down to an amazing throw, which is, is, is great. I mean, it's great for the sport. But like I said, in reality, that usually doesn't go that way. It's just the law of average. Eventually, somebody drops a pass. It's very important. That you, I, I don't know. Something's 
just keep watching. Just keep, well, like just keep uh, like uh, the Ravens were getting ready to upset the you know take a double digit lead against the uh, the Bengals until Huntley fumbled. So like if he would have scored there and it was a blowout, no one's saying that's scripted. So it's just because but the way that it did play out though was kind yeah, of yeah, it's the way it played out. He choked, he choked, and then Cincinnati tightened it up, and they Ravens weren't able to rebound. That's what happens in sports. Um, I think that we you all know, predicted... we got to go back to Pete. We need to cleanse I, and we the are, we are. Just give me a moment. How to cleanse the palate and of this we conspiracy do theory? Have um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, the Ravens could they? Here's the thing: we sat back on Friday, we made our predictions. We both said the Baltimore Ravens were going to lose to Cincinnati. The Baltimore Ravens lost to Cincinnati. To, uh-huh. to me, it seemed like even if the Baltimore Ravens were by 20 during this game, Cincinnati would have somehow in, a, in an amazing fashion came back to be the winners because you're not going to have your Cincinnati Bengals, who's a big moneymaker right now, lose to this hapless team who can barely score 13, 14, 15 points a game. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. Um, we will. Let's 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 pass it back over to p here for a minute i am i'm losing track go to number three mike oh, i got this up. i got this right here all right started so off says, introducing all the parlor chicks i knew telling them to never bark at them that's where i ended up i failed see this is why you're I not like a p. good wingman to start with here no p you're the best wingman and here's the, <laughs> and then, then, and then here. the best right here woke up with a chubby filipina talking to me from the wrong end she didn't see my <laughs> ring <laughs> I love it. Talking from the wrong end. What does that mean? She was she had gas. Is that what that means? I like, don't want to know. I kind of want to know. But like, and then back to like, all right, all right. I, I did that one time. This chick was. You know what? I will go to another. I'll, I'll wait there. Yeah, for it was. Yeah, it's just he has but a lot always going to be a bad team. It's too much fun down there. Yeah, there's, I'd, I'd, I'd love to play down in Miami. All the distractions down there. Hell yeah! I'd be hanging out at the beach all day long, finding me some. Yeah, I'd be single with a vasectomy if I was a pro player down in Miami. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> this show's got off completely off. I don't know. I don't. We got conspiracies. Well, my thing we got like Phillip... this, I think that, you know, Tua, if two was there, if this team was health. I... All right, if let's Tua, keep going because we do have a lot Tua's of football. Healthy, Mike. It's going to be a different game. It's all going to it's all going to run into one another. So let's continue forward. Um Let's let's jump over to Pittsburgh for a couple of seconds. I do have a couple of notes here about Pittsburgh Steelers, about the offensive coordinator, things like that. And is Cam Hayward delusional? We'll get to that in one second. Uh, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> she was cat-cacking. And there you go. Mike, so here's the thing. A lot of people are saying there's about 90% chance, and I don't know how accurate this number is, but I mean, it's it's the talking heads talking. Oh, yeah. A lot of people think that, that Matt Canada is not is not going anywhere, Mike, and if he doesn't go anywhere, okay, let me put it this way. If it's if he, if he doesn't go anywhere, let's say that we keep Matt Canada here as the offensive coordinator for Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and the team, you can see the players improve, everybody's improving, but the the, the play calling doesn't change. The play, at what point, at what point does this come down to Mike Tomlin where he just continues to let the bad happen instead of fixing it. Now, do you think it could we'll get to that point, Mike? Do you think that will improve enough to where it will cover Matt Canada's ass? Or, I, I you know, I, I just don't know what to think as far as Matt Canada goes. A lot of people hate him. A lot of people want him gone. In my opinion, and my question is, at what point At what point does it come a Tomlin issue? What point does it come a GM issue? What point does you know what I mean? Because there's only yeah, so much like, that you can yeah, do like, as a fan. Like the owner, the the if Tomlin wants to keep him, and he says, "Hey, I'm going to keep him." The owner can be like, "Uh, no, this offense sucks. I'm firing him. I'm the owner. I own this team. I've signed everyone's paycheck, so I'm making that call." A lot go of times, find an offensive coordinator. In the Pittsburgh front end, it seems like people don't want to step on each other's toes. Is what it seems like to me. A yeah. lot of time, they, they like to keep, um, uh, you know, they don't like to shake things up so much. And sometimes mm-hmm. you need a good shake up. Yeah. And, right. You do, you do, because if Tomlin thinks, "Hey, you know what? The offense showed improvement. The players showed improvement. The play people were getting better. Play calling was getting a little bit better." Oh, okay. Hey, I'm seeing something here. That's when like the owner needs to come in and sit down. And like, okay, let's t- talk this. <laughs> no, P. He's not allowed to have a bad year in Pittsburgh. He in Pittsburgh is always on the hot seat. That is 100 true, P. But no, like I, I'm just. You know, it, at some point, the owner needs to step in, too, and say, no, this is what we are doing. I own the team. This is what I want. I want to go find a new offensive coordinator. Go find one. If, However, if, if you don't want to go, if you don't want to go find a new offensive coordinator, guess what? I'm going to go find a new head coach as well. So the owner needs to step up, too. 
However, we haven't won if Tomlin has like a hey, this is what I'm seeing from him. This is what I saw from our offense. Okay, let's you know, as he improved, the offense improved, or did the offense improved and he improved? We you know, it can't all be his fault, and none of the success that happened later can't be Canada's. Mike, put P1 up real quick, or now P2. Now, here's my, my answer to that. No, put P2. Put Go to. What the hell are you talking about? Now, here's my answer to that, P. Um, as good as things seem with this 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 record of his where he has 18, 17, whatever it is, starting uh, season, st- season starting his career to being non-losing seasons, what people fail to mention, and Mike and I talked about this, and I don't really want to get too deep into it today. The, the, the issue is, P, is – we haven't won a playoff game since what year, Mike? 2016? Something like that. Yeah, so this is 2023. That's the issue that people have, P. I, I think that people are really starting to come around. And, and me, 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 um, for, for me personally, I, I'm really starting to dig Tomlin. I really dig his his record. I dig the fact I there, there's a lot of things that I do like about Mike Tomlin. However, uh what, what I what I was saying is it comes down to they haven't had a playoff win. I mean, they haven't been to the playoffs here. I mean, you know, they went last year. They had that seven point. They put up seven points against Kansas City, which, you know what, can we really blame them? That was a really good team. But, again, they missed this year. And then you go back and you look at the last playoff win. I'm not sure what year it was, 2016 maybe. Uh, you know, for, for Pittsburgh Steelers standards, think of it this way. If you laugh when I say that, think of how long do the Yankees go before these guys up in their office start pulling pulling the trigger to bring better guys in, so start making big decisions so the Yankees can get back on track because they are a more franchi- franchise, um, a, a, you know, one of the bigger franchises in pro sports, nonetheless, just baseball. So that is the issue here, P. I, I do think it's 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 under a microscope because there is a high standard held for the Steelers. And when the Steelers don't go to the Super Bowl or they don't get, go to the playoffs or they don't win playoff games, or they don't win games, everything is uh, magnified 100 times, 100 times. So, yes, I, I, I think he's doing well. I think he needs to do better in, in that area. The playoffs, get get us there. Let's win some games. And, and then and then I think that lightens up a little bit. Will people totally be off his ass? No. That's, that's, that's the way Pittsburgh is. People rode Barry Bonds out of here, who ended up being the home run king. People rode, uh, you know, people get rode out of this town pretty, pretty regularly if they're not performing, no matter who they are and what their status is. So, yes, I, I do think P, um, he, he can have a bad year, but can we get a good year also? And in the sense of it's just not average. It's not, you know, one, two, three games over 500, get to the playoffs, lose by only scoring seven points. So that that P is is kind of where, where I'm at with it. Um, is that, am, I, am I far off, Mike? No, no, I understand where you're coming from. Um, what else? What else, P? Um, him winning so much has Pittsburgh digging the crates for draft. Yeah, but like like that's what the people are saying. Like this year, he should have tanked. You know, the team should have tanked. But double-edged sword, if he tanks, then everyone's going to run, run him out of town too. Like he's like one of the few coaches who can't tank to get a better draft pick to build the team. It seems like he's held to a higher standard than any coach in Steeler history. Like Tower had three losing seasons. Oh God, uh, Chuck Noll had how many losing seasons in the eighties? So it's just but look it's how much too- better that makes Tomlin look <laughs> because these guys had Noll had a bunch. Yeah, Tower had two or three. This guy had none. Look, I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's going to be really good for him. And being held to yeah. that standard is going to make him look better and make his job, you know, look, see if yeah. he did a better, a great job. Which he's doing. He's doing a fine job. We just want to see some more, a little bit more results as far as getting to the playoffs which I think next year we are going to be in the playoffs and then getting a little further into the playoffs than just getting in. And that's what I think the people in this town want. This is what, you know, th- this is what we're calling for. At the end of the day, I think that the Steeler fans generally know that they're, you know, you, you send this guy down the road, he's going to be coaching somewhere else and doing well. And that team's going to start winning a lot of football games. We know that we know that we just, like you guys said, uh, we, we just do hold a kind of a, a standard to, where you know we we want to win some games and I don't know what just happened to my light but I'm going to keep riding with it here. Oh, that's uh, what I oh man, you are Yeah. Oh, dark and sexy. Yes. Yeah. But that's, uh, that, that's where I'm about. at with Mike Tallman. I am I am I am a Mike Tallman fan more more lately than ever. I do want to say that. But um I we we want to we, we want to win. You know, just like everybody else and you can say everybody wants to win, but you know what? When you're the Yankees, when you're the Steelers, when you're the Lakers, you are under a microscope, and, and you know it is what it is. So that's where I'm at. Let's get some wins. Let's get into the playoffs. Let's get some wins, and then we can have a whole different conversation, right? Preaching. All right, brother. Let's see. I, I don't know. This is going to drive me nuts. I, 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 can't, I don't know what happened to my light. 
these things burn know. out, Mike? Do they burn out? I don't know what you did. I don't know. You stole my light, and then this, this is what happened. I, I can't even imagine what happened. Um, a couple of things, Mike. Is can I, I know this is my this is my little thing, Mike. This seems like something that you would say you would come up with. My thing is Cam Hayward delusional, Mike. Is Cam Hayward delusional? And I want to say you think oh, he's delusional. I don't know. He says some crazy things, but Mike, let me just kind of go over a couple of things here. Okay. Cam. Okay, let me put it, let me let me lay it out to you like this. So these are just general questions that's asked to Cam, and these are the way that Cam answers. I okay, I can't wait to hear these. So when and just bear bear with me. When Cam Hayward was asked about um, the Hall of Fame this year and the people that that should have been there and the people that got robbed and shouldn't have been there, he um, comes out and says, Heinz, Heinz belongs in the Hall of Fame. Heinz Ward belongs in the Hall of Fame. He should have been there. Okay, so we have this conversation before, Mike. And is he a first round, a first ballot guy? I don't think so. Or if he's, you know, I think that this, I think Heinz Ward will come eventually. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's not so crazy. He, he believes Heinz Ward. That's good. Your your teammate, yeah. whatever. Okay. Then he goes on to say, "I I should be looked at as a top guy at my position." Okay, so Heinz Ward should be in the in the Pro Bowl. I should be looked at as a top player in my position. Okay. Was that like immediately after that? In in the same conversation? Yeah. No, separate conversation. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, these are different conversations. Oh, okay. So, um, and then, and then, and then the other week when he was talking about being left off of the all pro team, yes, shake my head, blah, blah, blah. I feel like I should be on the all pro mm-hmm. team. Do you really cam? Are you really that good at, with the exception of the, those three, three to five games we spoke about last that's week? That's all he had. That's, that's where bulk of his production came. Finally, Tomlin should be coach of the year. Now, whatever you think on this one way or the other, I don't really care I, whether he should, he shouldn't, he came back, or was he so bad that the team should, he, he shouldn't mm-hmm. be considered. But here's the thing. He, he's like a, um, he's like a Homer. Yes. Cam Hayward is like a Homer because here's the thing. These things, you know, you could sit there and think about and, and, and realize, okay, well, Tomlin probably shouldn't be coach of the year. There's other guys no. that did better. Oh yeah. I should be looked at as a top guy at my position. Mike, he shouldn't be looked as a top guy at his position no. because, again, he had five effective games, and the rest of the games, how many times are yeah. we sitting there watching the game saying, where has Cam been this whole game? Yeah. I should be. It's a, it's a shame. I'm shaking my head that Minka Fitzpatrick is on the all-pro team, but I'm not. I'm not on the all-pro yeah. team. That's how I read that tweet. That's how I read that. Like You don't, you don't congratulate your teammate. You he, go, he shaking says, my head. Everything he says is either about himself yes. or – the likeness of the Steelers, whether it be totally crazy mm-hmm. or not. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Is, is he, yeah. is he delusional? The guy doesn't think when he talks off, he does not. He he's all about himself. He is the biggest me, me, me guy in the NFL. And like, I was just reading on the athletic, they were rating players on the defense. They all gave him an a, an a because oh look at the stats that he had. Yeah. Did you watch it? Like he he got dominated in every single game that he put. Teams were running right at him. They were single blocking him. Last year, this year, I'm watching rookie guards beat the ever living shit out of him, manhandling him up and down the field in games that he should be dominating. This guy is a bum. He's a farce. He's a joke. He's played in. He's had seven tackles, seven tackles in seven playoff games. He's won one playoff game in his entire career. The only time, like the Steelers won, have won like three playoff games since he became a starter. In the year they won two, he did not play. That's all you need to know about this guy. He is not a big game performer. He, he, I'm sorry. Like, in 2011. Yeah. When, when you, when you see the list of all pros, no playoff it, wins since 2017. Yeah. This guy, he is delusional. He, I don't know. Like, how about like when you tweet something out about the All Pro when your teammates pitch it in there, say, "Hey, congratulations, Minka." Like, hey, what about me? Do it something like that. Acknowledge that your teammate played lights out all year long. Don't he just makes every situation about himself? And that's in the media, in the fans. They don't care. They love this guy. And that's they, why they love him because he talks nonsense, I think. He talks he nonsense. Does, you know, you, you get he, the guy he that says tells exactly the truth. what everyone These wants are to hear. The he people that don't want to you don't want to like. The guy that tells the truth is the one that you mm-hmm. don't this guy's a pain. I don't want to listen to him. He just but the guys like this who's delusional, who's at, at, you know, obviously saying things that are that are that are kind of out there, 
they're the ones that everybody likes. People like the candy coat. People likes to be bullshitted. They like mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, like I said, these four things, Mike, I, I don't think that Hines should be in just yet. I think there was guys ahead of him because, you know, he did make the comment. Somebody made the comment that it's it's a thick field, the wide receiver position. Yeah. You got to get through some of these other guys to get to Hines' word. I, I think that that's, you know, right off the top. Two, two. He should be looked at as a top in his position, Mike. The numbers, the numbers, the tape, everything that you pull up would, would not indicate that that's the case. Yeah. Um, Tomlin, the coach of the year, some people might call that insanity. And finally, I, do. And I, finally, I think it's insane. I think and, Brian Dable should be the, the coach of the Giants. The should fact be the coach that Mike of the and I Peterson. both agree on something is is insane. And finally, the fact that he couldn't congratulate Minka Fitzpatrick. He had to go on and 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 say things like, I I don't know why I'm not in there. I'm shaking my head, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Say thank you to your teammate and move on. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah, yeah. At least you have to be delusional. I, I agree with you there. But like to a certain extent, then you keep going too far. You, I, I'm sorry, you become megalomaniac. I think that's like, I think Cam Hayward is a megalomaniac. It's all about him. I, I think he might be a narcissist. Here I am. I am now a clinical psychologist. I'm going to diagnose Cam Hayward. <laughs> Like I, I mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna diagnose something like I got motherfucking Monday pen. That's what I like to fucking hear. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm sorry. No, I just like that was me. I, I, that, I was me ex- like, that was me displaying used, my professionalism. I, I, I used to be a big Cam Hayward fan until until that year against the when we lost to the Jaguars when him and him and uh Tua got ran all over and they took no responsibility for it and no one ever wanted to call either of those two out for not con- controlling that line of scrimmage. It's just like huh. Some people, Mike, like guys never, he's like Andrew McCutcheon. They've never won any, they haven't won a championship in their career, but they are just so beloved by everyone. It boggles the mind where you have people like Ben, uh, Malkin, Latang, who have won championships, but just kept getting shit on by the fans in the media in this town. And it's like, they won. They are winners. These guys are losers. These guys have never won a thing in their lives. I got to give. And they get all the praise. It makes no sense to Andrew McCutch a little bit more credit. I mean, the guy did. At least he did, gloves, he did. He had silver bats. He won the MVP. He won the MVP, but like never won anything else. I, I don't you know. You need like, other guys give, give me to do their job. I mean, give me a championship, baby. In give baseball, me a championship. You stand in the outfield for, for an hour and a half. Oh, I know, but I'm, I'm just saying he, he's not a winner. He's not a winner. He puts up good stats, but he's not a winner. I would disagree, but we could go on. And, but yeah, um, I'm just on. saying, in the crux of this argument, they never won a cha- never brought a championship to town, and they're treated better than people who actually brought championships to this town. We have people going in, we have people coming out. Mike, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of yeah. I had abs too when I was a baby. P. There's a lot of people, Mike. They're, they're going to be signing deals. There's going to be people coming in here. We're going to be uh, picking up new players. We're going to be getting rid of players. And it seems like um, De- Devin Bush is okay with that. Devin Bush, quote, it's it's the business. I mean, I'm going to still be in the league somewhere, so we'll see. So don't expect Devin Bush to be anywhere back anywhere time soon. No. I think, Mike, if we could pull Tremaine Edmonds at, at the inside linebacker position, you could comfortably, comfortably let Devin Bush go and then have a Miles Jack who wasn't super overly impressive. He had a, a, a Lawrence Timmons kind of season. Mike, I didn't see it, but he still managed to lead the team in tackles, well over 100 yeah, tackles. Too, yeah. So you have the Miles Jack. Let's say you put um, Tremaine Edmonds in there. You have your uh, your world all-pro Highsmith, which, again, that's another story for a whole different day. Obviously, note the sarcasm. And then TJ uh, Watt on the other side. So, I mean, that's a pretty good – uh, core linebackers right there cast and then you have other guys like your mark robinson guys like this that's making their name making their way up but miles jack edmonds watt and uh um highsmith I, I think is a nice linebacking core let's say you could do that and then bring over hargraves if you can land hargraves and edmonds i think that that increases this defense uh, uh abilities greatly because then you could pull one of these slubs out on the defensive line that ain't getting it done through hargraves in there and make that work with a couple of the guys that are trying to get it done. A couple of the uh, Liel, you know, these younger guys that are coming up. And then, and then, I know, I know I'm really getting far down the line, Mike. But let's say those are the first two layers of your defense. Let's say we could pull a Hargraves and Edmonds. And then just say, let's just say we could draft a Joey Porter Jr. Or that guy from Baylor. Or, you know, one of these good tight end, or uh, sorry, cornerbacks. And you fill in those three spots. Hargraves, Edmonds, and one of those uh, corners. Mike, that, that's got to go a long way in, in improving this defense, wouldn't you think? And do you think that that's uh, even a possibility? I think none of that's a possibility. None I, of it. I, none of it. Um, they would have to overpay for uh for Tremaine Edmonds. 
Uh, they're gonna have to overpay for him. They're overpaying for people. That they're over. Yeah, though. but like, okay, if we get all, we get him, we get Hargraves. Hargraves who's old now too. He's up there in age. Um, so you're, you're gonna have to resign. You want to go out and sign Edmonds? You sign Hargraves. We're gonna have to resign the other Edmonds, our strong safety. What's that? There's no money left to upgrade the offensive line. So we're gonna roll with the same offensive line that. Got a little bit better that well, got better this year, a, but it's still not good enough to maybe use a number one, use our one to get an offensive lineman, and there there should be one of these. I mean, because we're getting some pretty good picks. That first pick in the second round is going to be certainly beneficial. Maybe I, I, we, like, we could I land us that, a, a solid cornerback. You would hope, you would hope, or but I I, I just I don't see us signing Tremaine Edmonds. Like, why would he want to leave Buffalo? They're they're into the divisional rounds of the playoffs. We haven't won a playoff game since 2016. Why would you leave that team? They have Josh Allen. We have Kenny Pickett. I'm sorry, I'm riding with Josh Allen. I wouldn't stop. A lot of times it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, it's it's a business move. It's um, you know, they they don't want mom to have to travel all over the country. That, that, I'm sorry, that's like a lot of overblown fan stuff right there. Oh, we're the whole family's going to play together. No, no, this, no, that was actually no, that was a quote that was uh, somewhere. Oh, was one of them said that. Well, then, the yeah, okay, uh, Terrell, Terrell can go up to. The, if I was Terrell, I'd be like, okay, Pittsburgh doesn't hasn't signed me to a long term contract yet. Guess what? All right, fine then. I'll go see if Buffalo wants me, and I'll go play in Buffalo with my brother on a, on a better I mean, defense, on a better do, offense. Obviously. But so I, you know, a lot of teams would love to play. A lot of the teams would love to have the opportunity to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. A lot of players would, as much as a lot of good baseball players, they want to play for the Yankees. A lot of there's a, you know, it's 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 is what it is. Yankees have had 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 some recent success like the Steelers haven't had success since we won the Super Ben second Super Bowl I so don't be, you think we need a little help to make that happen I mean what, yeah we, we need help but like if I'm so looking at the player I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna go like I'm gonna come together right you're here, never actually. gonna get the player because they don't want to come because we're not playing no. good but on the other hand you need yeah. a good player to win games yeah but like but if I'm so Edmonds, result, I'm like, going like okay I'm on this team right now that's say even if Buffalo loses this game like I just made the division around run of the playoffs why would I go with this team that didn't make the playoffs. That happens all the time. Why do I go with this team that that it, that is farther away than my team is? My team. Like when you're a free closer. agent, that happens all the time. Money talks. It, bullshit walks. Yeah, I'm money talks. But if you want to win a championship, I'd, I'd go with a. Uh, I'd stay in Buffalo. Well, here's the thing: Buffalo ain't never. They have not won anything yet. Not in the 57 years of the Super Bowl. But, not in the 63 no, years. They, of their they've, existence. Won, they've won more. They've won games nothing. Have recently. They've the won Steelers, nothing. Steelers have won everything in the past. Steelers haven't won anything recently. You know past what? Buffalo's won, won nothing altogether. They've past, won a playoff past, game, and guess what? They're probably – if they could beat Cincinnati, then Kansas they beat, City – They won, they won a playoff game. That's more than we've done in, in the past And That's years. fine. Good for them. But what I'm saying is, Mike, they, they've never won anything. The team has never won anything. Yeah. They're choked. They choke. They've choked all 63 years since they've been in existence. So, so by that logic, the Steelers should have never lost a single playoff game because we won. No, that's Bowls. not that logic. And that's very inaccurate. And then two now. You're saying like that past This team has never won. Past, it's been every second that they've ever been a team. Well, well then, last in, year, in that, the in year that before. Logic, and then, and then that logic, everyone drafted by the Steelers before the, they won a Super Bowl should have just retired from football because this team's never won. The team yeah, lost that, for 40 years. Yeah, that's probably years. what that meant, Mike. That, that's that's what you were saying. That's what you were saying. That's not what I'm saying. You're saying they, they never won. The Steelers in the They have never won anything. They've chosen every single second. Every single second that they have ever existed, they've stunk. The same thing was true of the Steelers until the 70s. I, I'd be willing to go inter- make it interesting with you. I'll go, I'd, I'd will be willing to bet you that this team will not go all the way and win a championship. I think with the Cincinnati uh, Bengals, uh, yeah, the Bengals, with, are, Bengals with the Chiefs, the Chiefs. Yeah. and then with probably their San Francisco or Philadelphia, I, I don't think Buffalo Bills are going to win. I don't think that they're as great as yeah, anybody yeah, they else. Have a lot of, they have a lot of injuries on that defense, man. They're they're down a couple. That's football. It's football. You got there to hit people. Um, before we go, we have to get over to the picks, Mike. A couple other quick stories I, I do want to get into before we go to the picks. MJ Devonshire, MJ Devonshire, the uh, Shire, the cornerback for Pitt. Uh, he remember Mike? He had the interception at the the backyard brawl game to start out yeah. the Pitt season this year. His gloves, his gloves from that particular play, they got enshrined over the weekend in the uh, College Hall of Fame. So if you no ever way, College awesome. Hall of Fame, yes. You would be able to check out the gloves. The very no, that gloves. was wild, man. I thought I, I turned the game on late. I'm watching him run back. I'm like, oh, it's the replay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, it's live. Um, $11 million, Mike. $11 million is going to upgrades in the PNC Park. 
Mike, do you think $11 million is necessary to fix? To, I mean, you know, here's the thing. You do need to upgrade. And obviously people, um, you know, these officers, these code officers, anybody like that, they come along and they tell you that you have to upgrade. Yeah. So, I mean, right off the bat, you're already spending money. But, I mean, $11 million to upgrade their vendors. I mean, this, again, they're really candy coating what they're doing to make it oh, seem yeah. – <laughs> like they care because again if you would take money and put it on players not on a good pr move like andrew mccutcheon just to make everybody happy get them back in the stadium i want to go to the stadium because it's a good game i don't want to go to the stadium because there's a dinosaur that used to play here you know 100 years ago i want to I, the, the guy has no desire the only reason that bob nothing is making any moves is because last year there's a picture taken of him with a shirt that says sell the team that guy stood there with the stupidest look on his face got his picture taken and it went viral and he's you know what okay guys we're starting to look dumb here Let's do something. Let's bring back Andrew McCutcheon. Let's do, 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 do all these moves. Let's bring in Carlos Santana. Sing smooth. Let's bring. Why don't we bring Rob Thomas in? You know, and they can sing smooth <laughs> to us. Uh, but you see what I'm saying? That, that, that yeah. I, I feel it's a force. I feel it's you know maybe they'll probably get a few more wins because they did make a lot of moves. I mean, these guys. It's a lot of these one year deals. A lot of guys that are a little bit past their prime. But it's all PR. It's all PR. It's all PR. Don't fall for the bullshit that Bob Nothing is trying to pull here. Mike, I think that, um, like I said, they might win a couple more games. This is all, I think, just to um, save face of the the Pirates organization. I, I guess. I, I it is like like they're gonna take this eleven million dollars. You know, it's coming from like you know the revenue sharing. It's not coming out of his pockets. Yeah. He's taking it out of like. So it's coming from something that should be used towards payroll, obviously. But he's gonna use it for that. It, uh, he he's a joke. The team's a joke, and anyone who supports that team's a joke. I I mean I don't think I'm walking I, eight miles, P. I wouldn't say that anybody supporting the team is, but I do believe that the people that own the team and people that call the shots are definitely a joke. There's things that <laughs> could certainly happen, Mike. That could certainly happen every season to make the team a little bit yes. better. They just don't happen. It's embarrassing. And like I said, once we get to a certain point in the season, I, I think that we should all start mm -hmm. not going again because it's going to turn to yeah. all more in the same. This team, a lot of people are thinking 2013, 2014, yeah. 2015 because they hear McCutcheon's name. <laughs> That's not going to happen. You're not going to see 2013, no. 2014, 2015 happen again. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It's, 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 it. it's, that, that's yeah. the perception, though. That's you know, yeah. perception guys, is like, oh, we have all these young players come up. Um, our, you know, our our short spot stop. He, you know, he's going to have a full year in the league. We have all these people coming up, but yet, but yet, what's we're going to trade Brian Reynolds? So that means once all these other players get good, guess what? We're going to trade them. Yeah, for the future, keep kicking down the road. And this is why Bob Nutting still has all of his money. Like P has all of his money. I think P secretly related to bob nutting he still has all of his money after he went out on a wild night on the town um mike i think also, P, P and bob nutting are be my financial advisors going forward one thing mike um i do want to go forward because we are running short on time uh, we got picks to go over still uh real quick georgia georgia football player just uh, yes. shortly after winning a championship uh devin wilcock and um, his friend, I guess she was uh, maybe she's a trainer. recruiting. No, she's a what recruiting she? coordinator. Yeah, she's recruiting like, coordinator. So she's yeah, like a lot of team. players have been putting posting up pictures of her. Like, hey, you know, this was me with her. You know, she's a big part of. She's like a big part of the. Well, these program. two, Mike, they got killed. They got killed mm -hmm. um, within the last week after the championship game in a car accident. A very unfortunate. Uh, I mean, the kids had the had the the world their life in front of them. He just won a national championship. He was a big guy. I'm not real familiar with Georgia to that extent, but um, I imagine he's probably going to be wearing, you know, he would have been wearing a football uniform for a long time. Mm -hmm. So that's very unfortunate. It's a terrible, terrible thing to hear, and you hate hearing it. Yeah. Um, I, Let me go back one second, Mike, just real quick. Mm -hmm. um, what, did you see yesterday in the game, and I forget, I think it was, I think it was the Ravens game. Or it was the Giants game. <laughs> or it was the Buffalo game. It was oh, one Jesus of these games. There's one of the, they just name every single it game. Might have been a, it yesterday. might not even have been a football game. No, oh, the um the, the stadium clock issue. Did you catch this? No. It was like four oh three or something. Mm -hmm. And the um the, the referees they get on the thing and they're like, please reset the clock to four oh seven, blah, blah, blah. And then like twenty seconds goes by and you're just kind of waiting for the play to happen. And then you see the referees get back on and they're like, no, oh, no, 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 no. And then the guy, the announcer goes, well, he's like, okay, we can't get the uh, clocks back here at the stadium to reset to 407. My question is this. The money that this or this company, 
uh-huh. pulls in on a playoff weekend in an NFL uh-huh. stadium, you can't add three seconds to your game clock. Exactly. What, what, how bad can an issue be? Mike, I, I, I could get on anything right now and reset three, mm-hmm. you know, three seconds. How, I, what's, what's the I, issue I, in the I, NFL? What's going on right now? I don't now? get it. I like this reminds me of the one of your God. It was still when uh, Ed Hockley was the was still refing, and I, it was a Steeler game. I forget who we were playing. You know, he asked a couple times to, uh, you know, game clock operator reset the time. And finally, he got mad. He was like, "We will keep the bleeping time on the field ourselves." He had to censor himself. He had to turn his mic off because he said, "We'll keep the fucking time on our field." So like it happens all the time, and it's just wild. Like you, it can't be that hard to change one of those clocks. Playoffs, right. playoffs. We talk playoffs. We can't win diddly poo. I can't imagine what was going on. I can't imagine why that couldn't be done. Mike, we do. It's time wild. to jump over. We have to jump over to picks. <laughs> Saturday, the least interesting game that I thought, but you know what? The most impressive <laughs> team that went out there and handled the business the way they should handle business was the San Francisco 49ers. They beat oh, yeah. Seattle. 41 to 23. Seattle really never looked like they belong on the field with the with the 49ers. No. San Francisco is really starting to hit on all cylinders. We have a fan, a um, a fan of the 49ers who we deal with here on the show who comes on, on quite often. I was texting with him and he had said that um he I, I said, You guys are looking good. You guys are hitting on all cylinders. He said it's nervous because I'm nervous because you're always waiting for that one bad game. Yeah. So San Francisco's due for a bad game. Brock Purdy's due for a bad game. One of these weeks, it might be against Philadelphia. But one of these weeks, those guys are going to have a bad game, Mike. I do think this is going to stop San Francisco, and it's going to allow Philadelphia Eagles to go to the Super Bowl. That's later down the road. But that being said, Mike, I do feel that the San Francisco 49ers, they look good. Uh, Debo Samuel got over 100 on uh, receiving. Mm-hmm. I think that um, McCaffrey got over 100 on rushing. Party looked good. The defense looked good. As far as this game goes, Mike, you and I picked this game, and we weren't wrong. Uh, uh, Brock Purdy is a stud. My man is Tom Brady 2.0. I'm calling it in here now. Look out. Brock Purdy's winning seven in Super Bowls, baby. Rock I party. will get to who the next Tom Brady is eventually, Mike, because we still have a couple more games to talk about. The next game I want to talk about, Mike, was the late game on um, 8-15 on Saturday night was mm-hmm. the Chargers and Jaguars. Now you have <laughs> these two amazing quarterbacks here in this game with Justin Herbert and also with Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. The Now here's the thing, guys. Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions in the first half of this football game, was down 27-0 going into the half. He comes back out in the second half. And puts up four touchdowns, wins the game for 31 to 30. Amazing. I don't think there's anybody out there that thought that was going to happen, especially when it's 27 nothing Chargers. Yeah. The Chargers are the Chargers. This is what they do. And mm-hmm. uh, you know what? You know that there's something special with Trevor Lawrence. You just know there is. He's been he's been great in college. He's been great since he came to the pros. And he's really been able to overcome those rookie early uh career years kind of things to get to a point like they're you know here we are jackson jaguar jacksonville jaguars going to the second round of the playoffs uh, yeah um i, I dig it I, I like both these quarterbacks um back to that chart like the chargers man they they played all their starters in that meaningless game and yeah. they they lose their stud receiver mike williams yep. they, who they have he's like you know tj watt for the steelers and when he's out they have a losing record when he's in they don't lose and guess what? He was out. Like, how this coach still has a job. Last year, they missed the playoffs because all they had to do was either win or tie the Raiders. And, like, both teams looked like they were playing for the tie, and then he tries to go for the juggler at the end. It backfires, and the Raiders win. Charges out of the, missed the playoffs. The, Mike, the, Sean Brandon Payton, Staley is one of the dumbest coaches in the NFL. How he still has Sean a job. Sean Payton land in Los Angeles. Apparently, Sean Payton is going to land everywhere in the NFL where there's a coaching vacancy. He's going, he's taking over for Cliff Kingsbury, who's out in, you know, yeah. the Thailand somewhere. He's taking over for, he's taking over for everyone. Sean Payton has cloned himself and he's going to be all 32 coaches next year. So we got to move over to Sunday, Mike. We had three games on Sunday. The first one being uh, the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. This game went a lot different than I thought that was going to go. <laughs> Ultimately, the same, um, the result. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like I said, there was never a doubt in my mind that the Bills weren't going to win this game. Yeah. I just didn't think that it was going to go down the fashion that it yeah. went down. Uh, the Bills, the Bills beat the Dolphins like 34 to 31. <laughs> I, you know, you got the third, you got your third uh, string quarterback playing with Miami. You have uh, Waddle mm-hmm. dropping his first three, four passes on big. I mean, these, these plays were big. Mike. Yeah, I, I, um, the nerves I, were getting to Waddle there early. 
I, I just, you know, I, I didn't in a million years think it would be 34-31, but Mike makes a, a, a point earlier in the show. It is division, and you know what? When you play division teams, you don't know what yeah. you're going to get. However, you know, like I said, after the Dolphins only being able to win 9-6 to six against a division team that mm-hmm. was as terrible as the Jets, I did not expect this. But, yeah. Mike, you know what? At the end of the day, we both won because neither of us was dumb enough to take the Dolphins. I know, right? Did, did, did you see the um, Dolphins head coach look like he was vaping, man? He's vaping on the sideline. That's why there are some clock management issues. I think my man was high. He was trying to steady some nerves out there. Possibly. Put P's, uh, put P1 up real quick, Mike. You know what, P? You are absolutely right, but you did forget one very important, very important, very important key to this and team to this would be Mike. Go ahead. The Browns. The Browns. Um, yeah, like uh, the Chargers, man, they've had so much good talent come through there and it, just can't win. It's, Maybe it's peace theory like Miami. You just uh, you know you don't want to you don't focus. It's, 70, fully when it's you're 70, in, 75 and sunny in, it in is San Diego. The perfect weather in San Diego. The perfect weather. Why would you focus all? all well, there were no. Well, no. Wait, they. I keep forgetting they moved to L.A. They're the L.A. Chargers. Yeah, That's even right. better. Now you got hot chicks and stars and I yeah, hot uh, chicks and stars in San Diego. Yeah, <laughs> That's, right, he, That's right, P. That's right. Yeah, forget the mistake on the lake. And Tijuana. Mike, next we go back to the NFC. The Giants and Vikings. The Giants and Vikings ended up being a really good game. I didn't know who to pick in this game, so I took the Vikings. Uh, trust know, Kirk I, Cousins, baby. You know what? I don't trust the Vikings. I don't trust Kirk Cousins. And I seen a pretty funny meme yesterday. It says that's how much the Vikings hate. That's how much the Vikings hate the Packers is they will not even win a Lombardi trophy. And you know what? <laughs> <laughs> as silly as that is, it's starting to seem like it's the truth. Mike, the Giants do win this game 31-24. I do believe they go on to play Philadelphia next week, no matter what happens tonight, if I'm not mistaken. I I, I think so. I can't remember the how the seating goes. But, man, oh, my man, Saquon Barkley, 9 for 53, 28-yard touchdown. All right, there you go. Eight, baby. Um, last night, Mike, the big game, big game, big game for us. For me, at least, I like watching mm-hmm. AFC North football. The Ravens and the Bengals, Ravens and Bengals, Lamar Jackson is out. I didn't really give the Ravens much of a chance. And as a matter of fact, this is what kind of comes back to with me. I, I do understand that it is division, but, you know, the Bengals are loaded. They are loaded. And in my opinion, Mike, I believe mm-hmm. that this gentleman that's playing quarterback for the Bengals right now is the next Tom Brady. And you oh, hate yeah. to say the next because he's going to be what he is. He's going to be Joe Burrow, oh, yeah. you know? So, but I think that he, the guy has it. He, if you look in his eyes, he has that same look that the, the Brady yeah. has on a the field. There's a lot about him that I think that, that he's going to be like that guy, unfortunate because he's in a division rival and we're going to have to mm-hmm. deal with that every year. But you know what? On the other hand, these guys do have to shit or get off the pot, maybe go ahead and win that championship and help our division start to looking a little bit better yeah. because people do say AFC North, eh, it's just you guys and the Ravens. Why don't one of you other guys do something, huh? So yeah. there you like, go. I, I like the Bengals. I like um, I want I want them to beat. I want them to beat Buffalo. Uh, what goes on after that? I will talk about that more then. But Mike, the uh, you and I both, we both take the Bengals in the twenty four seventeen Bengals win. Yeah, well, because Lamar Huntley pulling the uh, Najee Harris, I'm going to dive over the top with the ball exposed, and then you you have Harbaugh. Gonna, oh, I have Dobbins, who's just been running over everyone. Yeah. 4.8 yards average. How many is my backup Why not slam it to him? Just <laughs> invited me to go to Tijuana. No I thanks. I'm a grown yeah. up. <laughs> that but is that's, true. That Mike is Tijuana. We, we'll, we'll get more into tomorrow in the next couple of days what's going to go on moving forward because we do still have a game tonight. Like the Cowboys at the Buccaneers. Buccaneers yes. sitting at seven and eight, the division winning Buccaneers. And Tom Brady will be hosting the Cowboys. That's going to be Monday night football. Monday night football. Here we go, everybody. Playoffs on Monday night. I like it. More days of football, the better for me. Um, Mike, you got you got the Buccaneers in this game. I got the Cowboys. I yes. do believe no matter what happens, you did win. You did win the poll this week. So if I do win tonight, that doesn't matter. But um, you did win. But just go back to the uh, Ravens-Bengals game real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, it came down to, like you said, Huntley, who, you know, it was going to be a whole different game if he would have reached the ball, you know, another three inches and been able to touch the – the. Yep. But the game, like I said, this team was not a real good team. You know that. Mm-hmm. I'm so torn because here's the thing. Cincinnati – you know, we only – we beat them by three in overtime first game. We only lose by seven the second time we play them. 
so you know you're you're right you're right i i mm-hmm. i i'm thinking something odd's going on because one team's just not playing so good the other team is so much better talent wise how could you only win by that way a touchdown by a fumble that gets taken back 98 yards again just crazy things that kind of stuff yeah. generally don't happen through the course of a game however it happened at this point and it gave the Bengals the win mike i i don't know i i love the playoffs I just um I yeah I, I don't have a, I don't have a clear cut pick at this point. Here, but I want to go back to this this Baltimore game real quick. Like, do you know there there's microchips in the footballs? I heard this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, the ball was um closest the ball got to the end zone was 0.6 yards to the goal line. If they if they if they know there's a why why are we using sticks and pylons and yeah. stuff? We have the technology. It, it, I think it's coming. They're trying. Like, they're basically not putting all yeah. the chips on it at this point, so, so to speak. It's like been in research since like 2017. This is wild. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> they're not trying to to, to um, put all the rely totally on that technology until mm-hmm. they feel that they have it down to the down to the oh, science. I'll be lost on but I, I I do I do agree with you on that one, Mike. Um, let's hop over. We do have a trivia of the question today. Why don't you go and tell everybody with the uh, about the website? Two dumbyinders.com spelled out right down there. Number two, D U M Y I N Z E R S.com. And over there, we have links to YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, main places to listen to us. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Twitters are there, emails there, everything you need. Two dumbyinders, two dumbyinders.com. Every time I think I got this season figured out, something there's a twist, you know. Uh huh. With the Dolphins, I thought the Dolphins had this this big amount of momentum, you know, going through the middle of the season. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? The way that they're playing, nobody's gonna be able to stop these guys. Yeah. And then Philadelphia. I mean, you got the good teams, the teams that had to buy this coming back next week. Yeah. Philly's another team, but you know what? After the last three, four weeks of the season, I'm starting to second guess myself. Um, you know, so this game, this season, this postseason has certainly been a uh, so far interesting, a lot of fun, a lot of surprises. Mm-hmm. But season overall, Mike, it's it's giving me the it's giving me some trouble trying to make my predictions. But uh, you know, we will keep uh, slimming down, shedding teams every week, and mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll eventually be right. One of us will we'll be. get there. We'll get there. I, I think I got it. I'm right all the time. Here we go. So the uh, question of the day, Mike, it's a. Super Bowl, tri- uh, Super Bowl trivia. Okay, because we are in the playoffs now. And I threw you, I threw you a Monday softball. Okay, mm-hmm. it's a two-part question. Okay, if you know one part, you should know the other. All right, here we go. P, everybody, home play along. What team has the most Super Bowl appearances, and how many? What team has the most Super Bowl appearances? And how many? And go. New England Patriots. pencils down again the question of the day super bowl question put up p's answer so we can see that the question is what team has won what team has the most super bowl appearances and how many were there mike says new england yes he says 49ers either one of you gentlemen would like to take a guess on how many they had being the most uh let's see one nine for New England. All right. So Mike says nine, nine New England Patriots with nine Super Bowl appearances. P got the 49ers. Uh, I guess it's safe to say that both, both you guys were incorrect. So bootleg, sorry. Leg, bootleg. 11. It was the New England Patriots guys, and they'd been to 11, 11 Super Bowls. Crazy, huh? 11. Who went uh, to they 11? Were, believe it or not, they were to a couple before Tom Brady came. I don't know if anybody oh, remembers that, but they did man. lose to the Bears in Super Bowl 20. I, I knew that one. <laughs> they did lose to the Packers in the 90s. Oh, that's the one I forgot. Yeah. So there you go, everybody. 11. 11 out of 56 so far, Mike. Whew. That's that's amazing. And the Steelers have been to lot. eight. So 19 out of 56 games, them two teams have been to. So. <laughs> Pretty no wild, everyone, man. No wonder Pretty... everyone hates these franchises. <laughs> um, 
but no, Mike, uh, Mike, very great job. Of course, the website, check everything oh, out. Man. We are on every day, Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Please keep is continuing cheap. to check us it out. We do cheap. appreciate each and every one of you. And the show that we do that day will be uploaded later that evening, every day over on Spotify and podcast form. If you just want to listen to the show, you only have time to listen, put it in the car while you're on your way to work, whatnot. But this show will be uploaded at eight o'clock this evening over on Spotify. Go check that out. Uh, Mike, how you, you got any, anything before we take off, man? <sighs> Hashtag NFL rigged. Hashtag NFL rigged. Uh, join us tomorrow, Mike. I do think we're finally, we're going to finally dig into some emails, get uh, into that a little bit. We also <clears> have, a uh, comic book uh, about Brittany Griner's life to be released next week. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Also, there is a um, a, te- a cop in Tennessee that I think we all would uh, be interested in having a little conversation about tomorrow. I don't oh, know God. You've seen the cop in the Tennessee police woman. Um, look into that. If you get a chance, we'll talk about that. Oh, I tomorrow. think I know what you're talking about. And for Ryan and Mike, the two dumb yenders, we'll see you tomorrow. See ya. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs>